Welcome to another conversation sitting here in my living room (laughs) in front of the microphone and I want to talk to y'all, talk to myself. Lately I've noticed that I don't have to do as much talking as I think I do. And in talking less, I found that I over talk to try to sound smart or try to sound a way that's going to be pleasing to other people. And I do too much and I reach too much because of this deep sense of looking for people to make me feel like I'm enough. Looking for facial reactions that are thumbs up in my mind and that make me feel good. I was thinking about where this all comes from. That deep sense, that deep feeling like, yo, I gotta prove myself to the world that I have to be this person that's super likable by everybody and I have to say the right thing or do the right thing and act the right way and that doing or being the right thing even exists. And this stems from my childhood. One of the first moments of separation that I've ever experienced. And the title of this conversation platform, we'll call it. My mom, me and her had a very close relationship. As a little kid, I was a mama's boy. I mean, I was just all on my mom. She was my world. I breastfed as a child for 14 months and I would have kept going if my parents didn't force me to move on. I was an affectionate kid and definitely one can say that my mom was my favorite parent. (laughs) At the age of one and a half years old She walked away. And I never saw her again. She spent the next six years of my life gone, missing, away. Now at that age, I couldn't comprehend much. But the pain lodged within me from losing that which I knew as the world and my mom is unexplainable and how I was able to feel it and understand that at a young age that was the first thing in this life that gave me the belief the false belief 
that I'm not enough. You know, as a kid, as a, well, you're one and a half years old. You know what I'm saying? And your mom leaves. So it's like, okay, I don't even understand why. So it's like you're, you, you're blaming yourself. You don't know what else to think. You're just like, it has to be my fault. I'm not enough. Right? Something about me is off. Why would she just leave me? Something about me is off. So that was the first time that, like, I took on that belief. And then growing up with my father and growing up in the household that I did, everything else just kind of backed that initial belief. Like I said earlier, my, my mom was definitely my favorite parent. It was a split household. My brother was, it was like my brother was my dad's and I was my mom's. It was almost like that. And, you know, once my mom's left and it was just my dad, it just felt like I did everything I could. And everything I was doing was trying to please him and trying to get his validation and trying to get his touch and his love and his and his acceptance and his get him to accept me and see me as his and feel like I belong. I'm doing that for years, feeling like I was second for years, feeling like everything I did wouldn't match up to big old brother who was perfect, who did everything dad wanted, and, you know, it makes you feel like who you are is wrong, it makes you feel like what you think is wrong, it makes you feel like the initial things that come up inside of you, you dismiss them, and you think they're not true, and you don't believe them. And doing that for years and years and years, that becomes your state. You you become that person inside of yourself. I became my dad inside of me, telling myself the things that I would feel were wrong, telling myself the things that were true to me were wrong. And these beliefs just passed on. And as I continued living, I just found more and more ways to back them up and to make that false belief like true in my life. And the first girl that ever came near my heart, I remember this was in junior year in high school. Once she shown signs of liking me, once she showed me any attention at all, anything that said, you're enough, look, I like you. So that must mean, you know, I have some type of value, some type of validation. I just, I tried to fill that hole that was left from my mom being separated from my life as a kid with her and with multiple other women that came into my life. I tried to have them fill that mother hole of my mom leaving, and they could never fill that hole. And what would happen is I would open up my heart from that point looking for someone to fill that, and when they didn't or couldn't fill that, I'd be broken, and my heart would be in pieces, and I wouldn't know what to do with myself. This greatly affected my relationship with women because I wouldn't see them as what they are and who they are, I'd see them as this other extension of my mom and 
the pain that was dealt then and me trying to reconcile that pain and heal it and gain that validation that felt just try to get from them that feeling like yo you're enough because I felt like when my mom left that said I wasn't enough so it just felt like the last that happened when I was one and a half feels like the last 17, 18, 19 years have been me trying to find things that say that I'm enough. I was fat at one point, and I thought it was because I was fat that I was feeling like I wasn't enough. So I lost all the weight. I became muscular. And I still felt like I wasn't enough. I got a little bit of money from this job I was doing. Could buy anything I want without even looking at my bank account. Still felt like I wasn't enough. Had sex. Had a girlfriend. Dated attractive women. And I still felt like I wasn't enough. Felt like I was grasping at smoke looking for an answer to a question that was never posed but was only fabricated by the <laughs> the interpretations of my mind <laughs> I'm looking for a key to a lock when the lock isn't there so you'll never find the key you'll never find the answer to what makes you feel like you're enough because you were never not enough and thinking about this and contemplating this it feels like this is the lesson that life is trying to teach me and this is the thing that I'm to overcome finding how to be in myself and reconnect to the fact that I am enough and live in that and breathe in that and be able to share my findings to other people. And one thing I also noticed, bro, I was at work. So I'm at work. I work a, uh, <clears throat> I work a job where I'm at the front desk, and I'm just kind of, you know, what I'm saying I'm chilling. And this is the day where I was quiet. And usually, like I said, because I'm reaching, I'm doing more, I'm, I'm talking extra, I'm, I'm saying more words than necessary to uh, overcompensate, right? I'm, so I'm quiet. And everybody I talk to, I allow them to talk, and I say barely anything. And this was my, my temperament the whole day. I was like this the whole day, right? So people at work are just like, are you okay? Like... You seem, you seem off, you know, and I'm feeling like I'm enjoying not needing, not feel like I need to talk as much. It was like, bro, I don't even need to talk as much as I think I do. And I was enjoying it. And it was weird to get asked if I'm okay because I'm just not talking as much. And that goes to show, like it showed me like, damn, I must talk a lot. I must blabber a lot. If like everybody's asking me if I'm okay, just because I'm not talking as much. And I thought that was very interesting. And 
even with women, with my romantic relationships, I find things just happen when I don't overextend myself. And I'm, I'm used to doing that with women. I'm used to forcing the issue, you know, spreading myself too thin, trying too hard. Like, I want you, but I don't need you. But I'd, I'd act like I need them. Back to that hole I was trying to fill. When I just kind of chill, when I just let things happen, when things just come to me, I just feel like things move so much easier. And I don't have to try so hard and strain. And I can be more playful and moving like water, just kind of being there, vibing, flowing, allowing. And I love that. It feels so much better.